the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey guys, welcome to Oral Sessions. We have been very wrestling heavy on the program as of late which has been great we've had on some great guests having a blast i love me some wrestling don't get me wrong but it is nice to kind of dip our toe into another world it's been a while since i've had on an mma fighter i mean it's wrestling adjacent ish kind of right i think it is so yeah nice to be able to kind of dabble back into this world a little bit i am joined by none other than unstoppable angela lee she has won championships adam weight champ uh, an absolute badass of a woman she has kind of done it all within one championship and she's only like 25 years old just became a brand new mom we have a lot in common actually too or we both are moms she's canadian american i guess we draw the line there um she could kick my ass without question. There's no doubt about that. So hats off to you, my girl. So lots going on for her right now. I mean, as I just rattled off a couple of different things, but also with one championship, uh, which by the way, if you don't know, one is Asia's largest global sports media property. They broadcast over 150 plus countries worldwide. Absolutely kicking ass. Um, But coming up this weekend on September 3rd, they have Empower. This is the first all-women's event in one history and the first for a global MMA promotion, which is showcasing some of the best female fighters on the planet. And also within that, there's the one Adam Weight World Grand Prix. So this is the biggest tournament in women's MMA history. Eight of the best Adam Weight fighters are going to collide and the winner of that tournament earning a shot at Angela Lee's one Atomweight world title. So Angela Lee's got to keep her eye on the prize right now because these ladies are gunning for that championship opportunity. Um, so I got to sit down with her uh, through Zoom. She is in Hawaii living the good life uh, just to see what's going on in her world, get to pick her brain a little bit, see who she is, what makes her tick uh, and things that she's looking forward to for uh, for women in MMA and combat sports and specifically in one championship. So let's get into it. Here she is with her sweet little baby. Ava. Here she is. Here's Angela Lee. You and I were both just in full like mom mode. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, Yeah, I spend pretty much all day with my daughter and it's awesome, but it's cool that I can take some time and get interviews done, get some training done and always get back to her. How do you juggle it all. I mean, so our daughters are about a month apart, just about, um, I believe I was actually scrolling through your Instagram yesterday as I'm getting ready for this interview. Holy crap. Your baby's adorable. Oh (laughs) my God. I was like, I, I like literally like I go through people's like Instagram and their Twitter when I'm getting ready to interview them. And I got the information that I needed to like pull some stuff to talk to you about. But I just like kept going through the feed. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this baby. She is so cute. Um, how how do you manage juggling it all? Does it get overwhelming for you? I mean, I'm trying to figure it all out myself. So I'm wondering on your end how how it's all going. Still figuring it out. Um, the beginning was was the hardest, but luckily I do have a lot of help. My husband, um, my mom, and my brother, my sister-in-law, actually, it's crazy because my sister-in-law and I, we have babies that are 15 days apart. So, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 
we're kind of going through this journey together and it's nice to have someone to talk to and, and share our frustrations with. But yeah, still getting a hang of like scheduling everything and I'm pretty much late for everything now. So. <laughs> oh my, that's how I felt right now. I literally was just pumping before I came on here because I'm like, oh, I've got to sit down, but I've got to do this. And I'm like, are you, your time management gets thrown completely off when you have a baby. You get thrown, uh, yeah, they definitely throw you a loop sometimes. These little babes. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> what do you do with your baby when you're stepping into the octagon and you're training? Who do you pass her off to? So usually uh, it's my mom because my husband, he works, he teaches jujitsu. So he's usually busy. But yeah, my mom, she's been like a lifesaver and she loves it. She loves spending time with her grandbabies. And yeah, it's it's awesome because I can count on like my sister, my brothers to help out. And they're all really, really good with babies. So I'm very lucky. Shout out to the moms. My mom is with my baby right now, too. And like, it's so nice to have like, I mean, not just a friendly face, but like a family member that you're like, here's the baby. I've got to go do some stuff. But like, if I hear my baby crying in the background, I'm like, oh, good. It like puts me in a total panic. Does it does? Do you get like that when you're training? If you can hear? Yeah, her? Um, it's really, really hard. Like just yesterday I was training and then Ava started crying and I just couldn't focus on what I was doing. I couldn't focus on my round. All I was thinking about was her and I was kept looking over. <laughs> I know it's so hard. Um, all right. So you're juggling, figuring out uh, motherhood and getting back into fighting shape. How has that been going for you to, uh, to just feel uh, like yourself athletically? So in the beginning, it was really frustrating. Um, this was the second week in a row that I've been training like regularly. So every single day. And I'm starting to feel like myself again, but everything is just so sore. My body is still getting used to the exercises and um, things are different. Like mentally wise, I, I still remember exactly where I left off of my training and physically, like our bodies have gone through so much. And sometimes it's kind of just hard because you know what you're capable of doing, but we're not there yet. So I'm just trying to be patient and you know, slowly but surely we'll get back there. It's such a trip. Um, like I find for myself, so I ended up having to have a C-section, but I feel like, I mean, obviously your core gets thrown for such a loop, regardless of how your pregnancy went. And that's the weird thing. Like, do you find getting like your balance back and all that? Has that been an issue for you at all? Yes. In the beginning, I did feel off balance. I'd say the main thing is below the belly, just like how my legs work, throwing kicks feels just weird. I just have horrible form. Like, what is that? Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just like some sharp pain that I was having, like in my like pelvic area that kind of just told me like, Hey, I need to take it easy and ease back into it. So I've been doing some, you know, a lot of like rehab movements for that just because yeah, it, our body's gone through so much and I don't want to push it too fast, you know? Yeah, I know. I was at the gym yesterday and I, I'm not remotely close to being a fighter. Um, I just work out to work out. Um, but talking of uh, my trainer was there. I'm like, I think I just pulled my vagina. Like I was not ready. It, your body just like throws you uh, some curveballs every now and then. It's got to find a way to adapt with it all. Um, okay. So tell me about Empower. What can we expect from Empower? What are you looking forward to? I am super excited for this card. 
it's the first time in one championship history that it's going to be an all-female card. So from top to bottom, all these women are going to be facing off against each other. So there's a, a title fight headlining it. Um, and then the rest of the card, there's two exciting Muay Thai bouts. And there's going to be the kickoff of the Women's Atom Weight Grand Prix. So this is a tournament of eight ladies that are going to be um, facing off each other and the winner of the Grand Prix is going to be my next opponent once um, I step back in the cage. Hell yes. Okay, so being able to look at the lineup as this is all getting ready to go, who are you kind of keeping your eye on? It's really hard to count anybody out, especially in a tournament style setting like this. Is it like a round robin style? No, it's actually single elimination. So after this, oh, great. Um, it'll be down to four ladies and then two. That's the finals. So every moment counts in this tournament. And um, a lot of times the underdog ends up being, you know, the most dangerous one in the tournament. So I'm just really excited just to see the first round because I think the first round is going to kind of set the tone for the rest of the tournament, kind of see who to look out for. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait for next week. It seems really cool. I mean, your relationship with one, uh, it, you've been with them and being the Adam weight champion there. How important is it for you to, to have an all female card like this? I am so proud, like how far we've come, like before I joined one championship, there wasn't even a female champion. So I was very lucky and I was so happy that I got to, you know, be one championship's first female champion. And since then, you know, we've just had such a huge growth in the women's MMA um, in Asia. And it's just, you know, very accepted now. And um, people get very excited to see the women fight. To have an all-female card like this happening now, I'm just very, very proud of how far we've come. And hopefully, yeah, this is the first of many. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to see and just to, to see women being showcased in that light and giving more women that platform to show exactly what they can do. I mean, even looking over to other promotions like UFC, like Bellator, where they can have women be in the main event or have them be in the co-main event and start to create bigger stars within the MMA community. Do you feel the need for women to kind of find more of that star power within the fight world? Yes, I, I do see it here and there. There are some women that really stand out that really gain that attraction from fans. But definitely, I think we're on the right track. And as time goes on, and especially with a, an event like this, where it's an Adam Waite Grand Prix, you're going to see all these women at the highest level compete, you're going to see their skill, you were going to gain some new fans from this tournament and from this event, you know, they're going to see like, whoa, you know, these girls have some serious skill. And a lot of times people that I've talked to said that women's fights are way more exciting than the men's fights. So get in there and get <laughs> scrappy. Definitely. I mean, yes. it is fun to watch. And as a fan to be able to see more women get in there and just to open that door. I mean, when, when we were younger, you're younger than I am, but it's like, that was not really a thing. So now for you to be there and for you to be a woman that younger women can see, and then they want to step in, they want to get into the octagon. Like you said, I mean, you've got your daughter literally right there while you're training. Is that something that you want to see your daughter do or that you want to kind of keep her in and around that world? Definitely. You know, my husband and I, we talked about it. We said that, we want to share, um, you know, martial arts skills and values with our daughter. Not sure if we want her to be a professional fighter. 
Um, but, you know, I mean, for self-defense purposes, I think it's so important with everything that's happening in the world. But very excited to see, you know, what her other passions are and, and help her explore that. So I'm like, if you want to be a dancer or an artist, I'm all for it. I will support <laughs> you 100%. Um, okay, so sticking with the Adam Weight Championship and your baby, um, I was reading about Denise. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Denise Zama Bawanga. Did I say that right? Um, from what I heard, I think I heard people say Zambawanga. Zambawanga. Okay, let's go with that. Denise Zambawanga. Um, she was a little bit upset that you did not vacate the championship during your pregnancy. What is sort of your reaction to her having said that and her opinion on you not wanting to vacate the championship during that time in your life? You know, I fought really hard to get to where I am and I earned every single that I have. And so I think that this belt symbolizes just so much more than that. And I just think it would be unfair to, you know, strip me of the title or to, for me to relinquish the title if I haven't lost, if no one has taken it from me. And with her, I can see where she's coming from because as the so-called quote unquote, number one contender, she was supposed to fight me for her next um, bout. So she wants that shot at the title and she wants to get there any way possible. But if I was in her position, I just wouldn't want to acquire the title that way. You know, I would want to fight, you know, who's the champion to take their belt. And so I just I just didn't agree with it. I just thought that, you know, she didn't really deserve it to be handed to her like that. And um, so, yeah, there were some disagreements. But, hey, I'm rooting for her to win this tournament. So uh, we can finally have that matchup. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Now's the time for her to step onto that stage and get back to that spot and earn that title fight against you. We'll see what happens with her. I love uh, Do you think that it is important to have a little bit of and not even just like that competitiveness, but that the trash talking that can come from the MMA world to help sort of build towards fights? Is that something you think about at all? I've never really been very much of a trash talker. Um, it's kind of just not in my nature. I mean, if someone's going to stir up some trouble and start, you know, saying some things to me, of course, I'm going to get mad. It's going to give me extra fuel when I meet them in the cage. But for me, I've always been like 100% authentic and I just can't do it. That's not who I am. But I get it for other people. Like it really helps to hype it up, bring um, more excitement to the fight. Some people just have that like split personality, but yeah, everyone's different. Okay. So unstoppable, where did unstoppable come from? How difficult is it to come up with a name? Cause you have to have the MMA name. There isn't really a cool story behind it. Um, when I was growing up throughout my childhood, throughout high school, I was always competing and, um, as a teenage girl in high school, I'd always go on like Tumblr, looking up like motivational quotes and like cool wallpapers. So I stumbled across this picture. It was like all black and it had these bold words in white. It was like unstoppable. And I don't know, it just like, I was like, oh, I like that. I'm just going to, I'm going to put that as my wallpaper. And I, I left it there for a while. Um, and then after I graduated, I was, uh, you know, getting into the MMA scene as an amateur. And my dad, who's my coach, he was like, we need to come up with a nickname for you. And he goes and he like stalks my page and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, how about this? Your wallpaper <laughs> says unstoppable. How about that? And I was like, oh, I like it. Yeah, let's do it. And um, yeah, that's how it came about. But I mean, it has so much more meaning to me now 
because for me, it's not just about like having this undefeated record or you know being this perfect fighter. It's about going through all these challenges, you know, having adversity and like overcoming it and like nothing's going to stop you in that kind of way for me. So yeah, that's my nickname and that's the story behind it. Now for entrance music, I feel like that is very important again, from the fan standpoint, to be able to watch someone to kind of resonate with a fighter when they're coming out. How much thought do you put into entrance music when uh, when you're getting ready for a fight? So I kind of put a lot of thought into it. I mean, for me, I love music. Um, you know, it's a big part of my training. So for me, sometimes I like to switch it up and I'll change it. Um, a couple of fights, I stuck with one song and um, I stuck with the song Unstoppable by Sia. I really like that one, uh, obvious reasons. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, definitely choosing a, a walkout song um, helps to get you in the zone. And for the fans too, kind of helps to see what kind of fighter, what kind of personality they have and gets them hyped. Yeah, you know, I'm, so I come from like the world of WWE where, um, you know, the wrestlers, you can, they have like their gear and they get to put together, like whether it's a ring jacket or their entrance music or whatever. But for you guys, you kind of are stripped down when you make your way out. You've, your hair is tied back. You're, you know, you're ready to fight. That having that entrance music really is a personality piece for people to kind of learn a little bit more about you on your way out there. Um, who do you think has the best um, entrance in all of uh, mixed martial arts? Oh, man, this is hard. There's so <laughs> many good ones. There are songs that just everybody knows and loves. And then you get the whole crowd singing and the whole crowd's behind you. I think those are always really good walkout songs. Some people try to do something different and, and there'll be like a, a theme song from a movie and everyone's like, oh, wait, what was that? But yeah, I think just being authentic, being different, it catches some, you know the audience's eyes and ears and trying to stand out. You don't want to just play a song that's like on the radio all the time, as I would say, you know. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new users up with enhanced 30 to 1 odds for the first big college football game of the season. That's right. Pick either Georgia or Clemson to win, and you could turn a $5 bet into a $150 payday. You heard that right, my friends. Sign up and make your first deposit to kick off the college football season on America's number one sports book. There's no better place to bet college football than FanDuel Sportsbook. It's so easy to use. Honestly, if I can use it, you can use it. Super simple to navigate. In these fast payouts, you get paid in as little as 24 hours. You can make that money, honey. So make the most of college football this week with enhanced 30 to 1 odds on Georgia versus Clemson. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code Renee. That's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus in present Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. Must wager in designated offer market. $10 first deposit required. $150 max bonus. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, New Jersey, and Virginia or 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. And visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. You and I have a couple things in common. Both Canadian Americans, both have brand new babies about a month apart. Uh, how long were you in Canada before you moved to the United States? Um, about six years. So I was born there and I did a little bit elementary and I moved to Hawaii when I was seven. Okay. Not bad. Not a bad way to be spending your time at all. Two amazing places. 
Yeah, honestly, so beautiful there. Vancouver is absolutely stunning. Hawaii obviously is incredible. Um, Where did your love of fighting come from? When did you know that this was the path that you wanted to take? Ever since I was a kid, I had a lot of energy and I was um, pretty competitive. So my parents, you know, before they even had us, uh, they were both competitors and, and coaches of martial arts gyms. So when I grew up, I pretty much took my first steps on the mat and I was always going with them to work, which is the gym. (laughs) And yeah, they just put me in as early as I I could focus and I could, um, you know, try out some of the techniques. And since then, I, I just loved it. I loved going to the competitions. I think that's what really lit my fire. I loved competing and, and that thrill of winning. So since then, I kind of just stuck with it over the years. Of course, there are many, many times that I was like, I don't want to train. I just want to go out with my friends. I don't want to do this. And so we'd, we'd go through that, you know, where moments where I'd win a competition, I'd be super motivated. And then there are days where I'm like, I don't want to do this at all. But my parents, their whole thing was they wanted us to learn martial arts to protect ourselves um, for self-defense. And they're like, you don't have an option to train. You're going to learn how to protect yourself. Um, but competing was always optional. But for me, it was opposite. I loved competing. I just didn't really like training all the time. <laughs> yeah. Is that something you think about with uh, with your daughter? I know that's something that I think about with mine um, in terms of like any sport to learn that discipline, because it is that thing. Like I always think of you know, kids when I was growing up that had to go do piano classes or guitar classes. And I always wish that I did that because I wish I could do that now, but they would always complain. Like, I don't want to go do this as a pain in the ass, but you learn that discipline and that really helps to kind of form you as a human and teach you some pretty essential life skills. I think it's just so hard to find that balance of how much to push your child, um, you know, what is good for them and what is too much. And I mean, for me, Going through that with my parents and, and like seeing how they didn't let me give up so easily, they they kind of pressed on said this is something you have to do. It's like going to school, you have to train. I think definitely I am so grateful that they had me stick with it because, yeah, I definitely feel like it really shaped me into the woman I am today. It gave me like confidence and definitely gave me the life skills. And now I get to do that as a career. So super grateful for them. and. Yeah, it does make me think about my daughter because my mom, she's teasing me all the time. She's like, what if Ava's like, but mom, I can do it. You don't think I can do it? And I'm like, oh, of course. Like, that's a hard (laughs) position, you know? And you have siblings that are also fighters. I mean, you are a full fighter family from uh, your brother, Christian. Uh, He's a lightweight champion. And now uh, your sister, Victoria, uh, just made her pro debut at 16. That's insane. Your parents must just like look back and like, damn, we really did it. Did you guys used to beat the hell out of each other growing up? Actually, no. So, I mean, I grew up with <laughs> my daughter's awake. Sorry. She's oh. like, hello. You want to <laughs> say hi? Hi. <laughs> She's so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> it's funny. She's always with me in interviews. Um, sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah, growing up, so Christian and I were two years apart. I'm actually two years older than him. So he was like my main training partner. We'd always be training together in the garage. 
so me and Victoria were eight years apart. So, you know, I was helping take care of her when she was little. And she was actually the one who was least interested in martial arts. Like she started training the latest and she was very, very shy. Like that's why I'm so proud of her and how far she's come because she's like, a completely different person. She's like the person who's very talented in arts and like musically gifted. And so to be able to just be this completely other person, like this beast in the cage, it's like, it's really awesome. I'm like, I wish I had your skills <laughs> of like, you know, being artsy and playing music. Like that's awesome. But yeah, she can do it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that you guys are all at one championship. I mean, I, you guys are just like dominating it over there, just fully taking over uh, all things one championship. Does it feel that way to you? I feel like definitely we're a very <laughs> unique family in the sense that you don't really see, um, well, you see siblings, usually brothers, you know, in mixed martial arts, but brother, sister, 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 all three of us. So it's... um. It's really unique and it's awesome. I'm so glad that we're all in the same promotion. And I, I'm glad my dad also, I'm sure he appreciates it. So he doesn't have to fly to so many different places. Um, but it comes with its own set of problems, I think. Like having two of us on the same card is kind of stressful. And then people are saying, oh, we can't wait to see all three of you guys on the same card. And we're like, oh, it would be cool. Like just thinking about it, but actually having it happen like spacing out the timing is just so stressful i don't know if we can make it happen now you add all the babies into the mix and it's like okay there's a lot happening here uh, okay so we were talking about you getting into you know have you you know you took your first steps on the mat you've always been around it you loved uh not so much the training but the the competitive side of things when did the light bulb go off that you decided that you wanted to pursue it as a career and go pro in my last two years of high school, we started competing more regularly. And when I was uh, 15, my brother and I, we went to the U.S. Nationals in Vegas. We competed. I competed in my division, which is a teenage girls division. And then I stepped up and I also competed in the women's division. I ended up winning both divisions and qualifying to compete in the world later that year. So really competing in that in the world's changed our lives for my brother and I. Um, the competition was held in Sparta in Greece, which was the coolest thing, you know, for us, because, um, you know, that's just where combat was like born. It was amazing to see all these different countries competing and so many different kids. Like before, when we were training in Hawaii, it wasn't really a big thing. You didn't see a lot of kids in MMA or pancreation youth MMA. But you saw all these kids from like Russia, from like Italy and Ireland, and they're all training. They all have the same goal. It was just so eye-opening. And the whole trip, just being able to travel across the world, see different cultures. Like we told each other, this is what we wanted to do for our job, for life. And um, so since then, you know, we took competition a lot more seriously and we really wanted to train towards that. Was there ever a time that you thought maybe you weren't going to do it and had like, you know, the quote unquote backup plan of things that maybe you wanted to do outside of MMA? Uh, so for me, when I graduated high school in 2014, I did have my, what is it, backup plan of, well, my first plan, which was to go to college. So I was going to college um, full time and 
I was also getting ready for my amateur MMA debut. So I had three amateur fights while I was also studying in college. And after that, I was like, yeah, you know, I told my parents, I don't really see myself doing the whole college life, getting the degree. I really want to commit to uh, this career of being a MMA fighter. And they supported me 100%. They said, if this is something you want to do, then you just need to commit to it and we'll support you. That's always nice to hear because a lot of parents are not like that. Like, no, go to school, go figure something out. But I mean, your whole family, it is like in your DNA through and through. So they're probably like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's get this pony ready for the show. Uh, Why one championship? Why did that seem like the best fit for you? So, oh man, you know, it's, funny actually at the time after I had my three amateur fights and I was about to turn pro I was 19 at that time the ultimate fighter they were just introducing their strawweight division but I was 19 so to be on the ultimate fighter show you need to be 21 and I was so young so I really wanted to do that but the age limit restricted me so my dad he was looking around looking elsewhere And he was like, oh, look at this promotion in Singapore that I found. And I was like, in Singapore? Because growing up, I would travel, you know, with my family. We'd go see relatives in Singapore. And there was no sign of MMA whatsoever. Like, not even a gym, no MMA shops. So I was like, an MMA promotion? Like, what? So we started looking into it. And um, the matchmaker is, uh, his name's Matt Hume. And it just so happens that my dad used to train with him in Seattle back in the day. And so there was just so many connections. And um, so my dad reached out to him, made the contact and we sent over like my fight footage. And he was like, "Okay, yeah, let's sign her. And so that's kind of how everything happened. How did you adjust to life in Singapore when you're over there? I lived in Singapore for about three years on my own. And it was my first time away from home. At like 19? Yeah, at 19. Oh my gosh, you're just a baby in a completely different part of the world. That's nuts. I think the only reason why my dad let me is because, you know, we have relatives there, but also he knows it's like a really safe country. It's funny, like those three years I would have gone to college, I kind of went to like fight school. (laughs) And uh, I was training at Evolve MMA, which is a really big gym in Singapore. And I travel back and forth between Evolve and I come back home and I train with my dad. So yeah, that just life in Singapore was so different. It really taught me independence. Um, It really taught me to, you know, take my job as a fighter more seriously um, you know, all I did was I, I'd make my food, I'd go to the gym, I train two sessions a day, I'd go back and I'd eat and I'd sleep. And it's pretty much just, you know, the life of a fighter. But yeah, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity. I actually met my husband over there in Singapore. So it's just so crazy how how everything happens, you know? Things work out the way that they're supposed to. And it's so crazy when stuff like that happens. My husband and I have sort of a similar story that like, I never would have thought that I would have ended up in the world of professional wrestling. My husband's a pro wrestler, but I met him at WWE and I was just supposed to be there at that time. And things took off the way that they're supposed to. Um, Okay. So tell me the love story of you and your husband. How did you guys get together? What was the like eyes meeting? This is a big connection. Let's go on a date kind of situation. We actually just started out as training partners. So um, for about, uh, I joined Evolve in 2015. And by the end of 2016, 
we kind of got together and we started dating all through 2017. Like he came to my title fights and things just kind of accelerated. It was hard in the beginning because I was splitting my time between Singapore and Hawaii. So I'd kind of like be in Singapore for a couple months and then I'd go back home for a couple months. So we had like a long distance relationship going for a few years. It wasn't until 2018 that he proposed to me and I was like, okay, you know what? Let's go back home to Hawaii. Let's settle there and um, relocate. So uh, yeah, that's what we did. We, We got married here in Hawaii in 2018 and um, been here ever since. And now this is the product. (laughs) (laughs) Now we got a baby. Um, Is the gym that you're in right now, the gym that you own? So this is my family's gym. Um, That's our, our cage behind me. Um, We have like a, a big training area on the mats here, cardio, and we have a, a weight section over here. Do you coach as well, or are you just there training? When this gym was open and operating, I was coaching. And actually, so this is the MMA side. Um, Downstairs, we have another mat area, and that's the gym that me and my husband run. Uh, So we only run uh, grappling gyms, jujitsu, gi, and no gi. And um, I was helping to teach, but being pregnant and then having maybe after, I kind of took a a little break. Um, So he's been the main guy down there. With your family, your whole family, all in MMA, your husband is a fighter as well. You guys own your gym. You are completely submerged in fight world all the time. What do you do for you that has nothing to do with fighting? What are some of like your guilty pleasures, like TV shows you watch or movies that you're into? Uh, so my husband and I, we really love enjoying uh, watching movies. It's something that we've always done together. And, um, but ever since I've had Ava, you know, we haven't gone to the theaters. Uh, luckily we get to watch a lot of the new movies on HBO max. So <laughs> it's all good. I know I get a little bit sad now. Cause I just felt like Candyman just came out. I'm like, Oh, can I watch that at home? But it's like, everything's like kind of back in theaters. Now I really loved when people were just doing their premieres on TV that you could rent really made life quite nice. Um, okay. And I'm a huge foodie. What is your favorite Hawaiian dish? All of the food in Hawaii is amazing. Honestly, I get so homesick when we're away because the food is so good. It's a mix of different cultures. But one thing that I cannot live without, they have really, really good fresh poke here. So I know a lot of places in the world like caught on to the like poke theme. Um, But here in Hawaii, it's where it's like most fresh. So it's very, very good. I was craving that so much when I was pregnant, like craving a good poke bowl. Oh my God. I kind of gave in towards the end. I was like, you know what? She's fully formed. I'm I'm going for it. (laughs) I did the same thing. Like she's good. We're good. Give me, give me it. 100%. Yeah. Um, Are you pro or anti spam? Where do you stand for spam? Okay, so I love spam, but you got to eat it in a certain way. So if you just eat it out of the can, I think that's just disgusting. So what I do is I like slice them up, put it on a a, a baking tray. And um, I like to put brown sugar and I coat it in brown sugar. And then when you put it in the oven to bake, it kind of gets like caramelized. And oh, it's just delicious. I love it like that. I love me some spam. People just don't know to cook it a different way or like people think it's disgusting and it's heavenly. 
just doing it wrong. You got to cook it right. Um, okay. And any final words um, for Empower for this all women's card that's coming together and specifically the tournament for uh, the next woman that will be facing you for the uh, Adam Weight Championship? I just want to say tune in. You know, it's going to be a really exciting card. You don't see, uh, you know, MMA cards like that. And I'm sure the ladies are going to bring the heat. You're going to see a lot of skill. It's going to be very exciting. This is the first round of the Adam Weight Grand Prix. There's going to be two more rounds. So if you can try to keep up with it and I'll be looking very closely to see who the winner is. Awesome. Looking forward to see who your challenger is going to be. Thank you for taking the time and lovely to see sweet little baby Ava and congratulations on everything going on in your life. Everything with one championship and looking forward to this tournament. Thank you so much, Renee. It was really fun speaking with you. And thank you for being so patient with us. I hear you. I'm with you. I'm on the same page as you, girl. Thanks to Angela Lee for joining me. Hopefully it won't be too, too long for her to be able to get over to Singapore. Um, Also, shout out to the respect for the spam. I got to try that. A little brown sugar on there. Put it in the oven, either bake it or broil it. Oh, my God. And what I would give for some legit Hawaiian pokey. Actually, one thing that I realized, John and I went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. And I didn't know that they call um, Las Vegas the Ninth Island, because there's lots of Hawaiians here. We actually have tons of great Hawaiian food. So does that mean that I'm hopping off here and immediately going to be ordering in a poke bowl? You're damn right. That's exactly what that means. Oh my gosh. Heaven. It's so, so good. All right. Thanks to Angela Lee for hanging out with me. Make sure to check out One Championships Empower. That That is all going down on September 3rd. And you guys can check that out. Uh, For those of us in the United States, it's on Bleacher Report's YouTube page. So head on over there, check it all out, get your eyes on these women. We are creating new stars for the women in combat sports. You do not want to miss this. A huge tournament again for an opportunity at that Adam Waite Championship. Wow, can you tell I've worked in WWE long enough? I just called it an opportunity, not a shot. It's a shot at that Adam Waite Championship, at that belt. You heard it here, guys. Um, all right, you guys know what to do. Check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Renee Paquette and also follow at The Volume Sports. Thank you very much to Angela Lee. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>